live from Los Angeles. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy. The Monday, July 31st edition, I think. In combined January and July. <laughs> July? <laughs> 31st edition? Welcome? <laughs> Question mark? This is like that episode of Dragon Ball Z Bridge when like where Gohan was reading the intro, but like with question marks on everything, and all you hear is like Goku and Chi Chi pounding it in the background. That's kind of what was my inspiration right there. I'm like, live from Los Angeles? This is Dre's Geek Philosophy. Welcome. 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 So hey. <laughs> We got the ball rolling, right? We got the ball rolling. We we uh, uh, it's rolling. It's rolling like a fucking square. So last night, I took uh my me and my mom's. So we took my brother to Benihana. Oh, Benihana for for his birthday. Yesterday oh. was my brother's birthday. Oh, cool. Benjamin cool. Hana. Benjamin <laughs> Hana. Good old Benihana. Viagra, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <laughs> my 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 microphone needs Viagra. Apparently, clearly, it means Viagra. Uh, <laughs> we're just a <laughs> we're a well old machine today, and uh, Benihana. Benihana. It, Benihana. It, it was great. We, and first time I've ever seen. We had a lady chef. Oh, really? We had a lady. I've uh, never seen that. I I neither had me or yeah. my mom, or my brother. Like my my mom was like tripping out. She's like, "It's a woman chef." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, mom. They can be chefs too." <laughs> <laughs> The, Hashtag the, the, yeah, yeah, yes, all chefs. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is that on her the side, she's also a female circum uh, a male. She does male circumcisions. I mean, when you're that when, that, when you're that accurate with with, with eyes. Seriously. But here, here was the awesome part because my mom noticed immediately that she cooked very differently. In that she was able to manage everything a lot faster because uh. the, the main uh, my mom would always bitch about how like they'd always do the vegetables last. And like we'd get all our meats, and then we get the vegetables after the fact, because like these these other these dude cooks would only cook one thing at a time. Yeah. And this female cook, boom, she cooked everything at once. She managed the entire table. It was freaking amazing. Wow. Was she Latina? No, she was, she was Asian. <laughs> no, she was Asian. Latinas handle it in the. I know. I know. Like I know. Latinas handle it in the kitchen, but it was crazy. It, we were like, my mom was like singing her praises because boom, everything we got hit with everything at once. It was like boom. All of our like like see I had freaking shrimp and I had freaking steak and I had freaking whatever else I mean I I I had shrimp and steak and boom shrimp steak the freaking appetizer kidneys appetizer shrimp freaking mushrooms that we ordered everything at once and mom's like this has never happened before because <laughs> my, my my family they're good creatures of habit every birthday is banihana it's almost to the point of kind of annoyance with me. <laughs> I'm you like guys, oh you guys are personal friends with Benjamin <laughs> uh, apparently we are. Like every July, every September, and and then time and times in between uh, as well. Uh, but we were so impressed. Oh. Like my mom had me like sneaker a tip. Just to, no, this is just for you. You were freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's true, man. Because like, usually you get like stuff, and it's like your, your meat's cold. Yeah, your like, meat's cold because you get stuff. You know, a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get one thing at a time because you know, like oh, they they show you what they're cooking, or and sometimes they're like messing around, yeah. just like you know, doing the making whole the heart, <laughs> making the heart out of the fried rice yeah. or. Oh yeah, see that always gets me because I always I always get the fried rice mm -hmm. and I always finish it before my food yeah. ready to go. <laughs> oh, and this drives was, me crazy. Yeah, and this was a cool thing. We had the fried. We weren't finished our fried rice, and she was already firing stuff at us. Nice. Like there's like I don't know if like I don't know if she was like a new generation, mm. or, or like I don't know if necessarily because she was female, but or maybe she's young. Or she was yeah. she's young cook and female cook. She managed everything. It was freaking awesome. Gave her an extra tip, and we're like, "Good job today. You're awesome. Nice. You handled the business today." <laughs> But also, my brother's birthday, I feel uh, Adult Swim gave my brother an awesome oh, birthday oh, gift yeah, yesterday because Rick and Morty came back came last back. night, officially. Uh, I know it's, it's not a show that you watch. Uh, no, but I also heard that Rick and Morty got a gift from McDonald's. Yes, that, that was going to be a part of what I'm going to talk about yeah, here as sorry, well. We'll, well get to that. Well, you know what? Let, 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 let's lead off with that because yeah. that, that, that happened earlier in the day yesterday because mm -hmm. when Rick and Morty came back, on April first, the, 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 we got the the best reverse April Fool's prank ever, where people tr tuning in to Toonami to see freaking Dragon Ball Super or Samurai or Jack. Samurai Jack. You instead got a brand new episode of Rick and Morty, which and, hadn't been on for like what a year and a half, at least almost two years. Like, yeah. uh, today would have been two years, yeah. <laughs> or yesterday would have been two years since the last episode of Rick and Morty, and the the, the big crux of the episode was Rick's obsession. With the Szechuan sauce, that was a promotional sauce <laughs> from, Mulan. From, from Mulan back in 1998. 
And then uh, by the end of the episode, you're like, oh, Rick, that that that's his one armed man. That's yeah. like that's a, that's his whole goal in life. He doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about his grandson or his granddaughter <laughs> or his daughter. All he cares about is that damn Szechuan sauce. And uh, and then uh, yesterday on on the eve of the new season starting, McDonald's, someone in their PR department thought that, you know this is a good idea to help promote us. They sent him a half gallon of Szechuan sauce. And not, they didn't just send him the half gallon. They sent it in a package. That it, it came from Universe M1998. Nice. <laughs> Where apparently in this universe, it has been 1998 in perpetuity. <laughs> it has never stopped being 1998. It has always just been 1998, which is how McDonald's is able to open a portal to this dimension <laughs> and go bring back Rick some of this Szechuan sauce, which he, which he loves. Which is his obsession. Uh, from what I'm gathering, anybody that happened to mention it on Twitter, if they mm. use that hashtag with McDonald's and the Szechuan sauce, they actually, like, they have to check their DMs. McDonald's may be sending them yeah. uh, uh, their oh, own really? jug <laughs> of it. They're, yeah, it's a, it's a half gallon. So they sent one, they, they sent a special one to the creator of the show, uh, jo- uh, Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great because it even has, even the, the, the label itself has a whole little like side story. Yeah. How the, it's like we couldn't leave that we couldn't leave this portal open because then all of a sudden you know if if you were told that all day breakfast was happening you would want to leave 1988 yeah, too that's true. and we couldn't have you know boy bands and yeah. and hookah shells and I forgot, well, well, there were there were three bad things from the 90s that they mentioned we can't have those things coming back so we grabbed the Szechuan sauce and closed the portal and here we sent it to you <laughs> to satisfy your needs Rick that's funny it's just. Hilarious. Yeah, there was no way they were going to bring it back officially. <laughs> like, I mean, what is this? Crystal Pepsi? Yeah. <laughs> right? I Or Zima? I think, well, they, they are coming out with a live action Mulan movie in a couple of years. So oh, I, I would have yeah, thought. That's true. That might be it. That might be so the now, instigator. I, I feel, uh, no, so, you know, that, that was like, I felt that would have been the time when that would have come back. back. But yeah. now I feel that, that, that Justin Roiland, <laughs> co creator of Rick and Morty, has now just ensured that we're going to get Szechuan sauce. Whenever the Mulan movie comes about, yeah. we're going to get McDonald's Szechuan. And, and depending on how you talk to it, it's either awesome or it's awful. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. I didn't. I don't remember ever trying it. I never uh, had it. I stopped having it. I haven't had McDonald's since like the mid-90s. I only have McDonald's breakfast. That's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the only thing I can abide <laughs> in, in, my, in, my, in my belly for McDonald's. I have not had any like normal day t- daytime McDonald's in a very long time, as far as I can remember. This year has seen a lot of early 90s mid 90s things come back yeah we had crystal pepsi we had zima i still never had a surge it wasn't didn't surge come back or something that 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 freaking soda energy drink i remember it i just can't remember i don't know if it came back my my last ex she was obsessed with that we need to think of things that we (laughs) want to have come back i read an article and i want to there's a lot of things that don't want to come back (laughs) well i mean like i want ecto cooler to come back that came back that came back last summer for the movie oh but that was it it was gone after that oh yeah. yeah Yeah. Damn it. No, I, I read an article one time. It was really weird about how, why people are so nostalgic for the 90s. And someone said it was because it was pre 9 11. No, that, that, that I can see because there's uh, the way that everything yeah. changed after that. I, I guess see. it was yeah. much harder but, to get on a goddamn flight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, no kidding. But it's the same obsession that people had with the 80s a yeah. decade ago. It seems like people romanticize yeah. everything that happened 20 years before. I'm, because, mm-hmm. I mean, here, this is an idea of what mm-hmm. I mean. Back in Go. the 80s, everybody was saying how great all the stuff from the 60s yeah. was. Because everybody who was growing up around then were like 18, 19, and all the people who were in charge of making the decisions as far as movies and TV shows all became of the age where they could look back on that era as like that was their re- yeah. prime. I could look back on the 80s and the, the early 90s and now like if I was a, an animator by now if I applied myself I should be in charge of a show at age 38. Yeah, no, that's what they were saying too. That, that's mm-hmm. what the problem with The Simpsons right now is a yeah. lot of the people working on them grew up with The Simpsons. So a lot of the episodes are just like referencing back, back to, to old, old episodes. Yeah. Oh wow, that, that that is how long that show has been around yeah. and now it's like... <laughs> It has become an Ouroboros. It is eating itself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the people like who are the f- the show writers, the people who are the ones that produce the shows are basically our age now. Mm-hmm. And they look back on the things that they had fondly. Yeah. You could see stuff like uh, influences in Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of 
Heavy. Everything is heavy. Yeah, yeah everything that was 80s. huge in the 80s and 90s is big again. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, back in the 90s, everything was disco. People started wearing bell bottoms mm-hmm. again. Everybody was wearing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh God, when it we... seems like every 20 years we start to romanticize things that we missed, and that becomes hip again. Well, I mean, look at that too. We got so, you're, are we going to be a bunch of grumpy 55 year olds and people are going to be reminiscing about Justin Bieber and we're going to want to stab them in the face? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> and <laughs> fidget spinners are going to be huge again. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, think about it, though. We have, like, Transformers in the theaters, and mm-hmm. Star Wars. And That's true. I mean. Ninja Turtle movies. Like, you know. That second Ninja Turtle movie was not bad. Yeah, it really was basically a two-hour episode of, the of the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Techno drone, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking Technodrome. <laughs> Rocksteady and Bebop. Yeah, I was told on that in the trailer when we see Rocksteady and Bebop. I was like, I'm in. I'm in. Like, this is going to be stupid, but I don't care. <laughs> see, but, you know, another thing about this Rick and Morty show, there was a lot of references like that, like as we're talking about, there's a lot of references to that. Yeah. So in last night's episode, it was very uh, Mad Max heavy. Yeah. They, they, they went to a... Uh, so, see, Sam, in the show, uh, the, the the parents of, of, of Morty are having a divorce. They're, they're, they're getting a divorce, finally, after two seasons. Yeah. If you watch the show, it'll make a lot of sense. And uh, they the kids are, are kind of having to deal with this whole divorce thing. And so they... And so normally, I guess they, they just act out, but you have the the world's smartest super scientist with you. <laughs> you can go get in some stupid shit. And so, like the teenage daughter, Summer, she's like, "Can we go somewhere really dangerous and really stupid so I don't have to think about this?" He's like, "You have to ask me twice." <laughs> and he takes them to a Mad Max freaking <laughs> dimension where apparently some sometime in the late nineties, yeah, the world ended. <laughs> the world ended. And it just did. It degenerated into Mad Max, where like if if you were you're, you're, you're like you're wearing freaking S and M gear and freaking mohawks and everything. We're and halfway guess, there anyway. We're halfway there. What do they call it? The Boom Boom War. Right? The Boom Boom War. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, yeah, they they went up to Seattle and then people who were still like I guess people up in Seattle were still wearing like flannels. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they're still trying to hang on to the time before the Boom Boom. <laughs> And it was, I think what was really great about the other, and then what's really great about Rick and Morty is like they'll take ridiculous things and combine them with real world problems or real world issues. And it's this weird chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. You sit there and you're watching, you're laughing, and then you're like, oh, wow, they're, really, they're going through some real shit here. Yeah. Like, it's not just, you know, it's not chaos for chaos's sake. Yeah. The chaos is kind of a cover for, you know, like Summer's working through her freaking father issues. <laughs> Kill. She was straight up killing dudes. She like kill. She killed like the freaking the leader of the, yeah. the enemy tribe. Like, I'm, I'm killing you, but not because you asked. <laughs> it's like straight up. And like Morty's working out like his anger towards his dad, and like he he gets like super powered, and he's killing every dude, and he's just imagining every dude he's killing is his dad. Yeah, it's, it, it, there is some heavy shit going on yeah. in this show during all the ridiculous, and of course Rick is just like walking chaos. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, I really it think sound, you'd enjoy the show. Similar, if you if you just gave the description without saying what the characters were, I would say you're almost talking about South Park. Uh, the, South Park is really on the nose. South Park tries really hard to hit social issues, where this yeah. show is more. It's more subtle about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like you're looking at all this chaos, and underneath the chaos, there there there's this weird messaging, like. Yeah. There's there's an episode in an earlier season where uh, Rick runs into one of his exes and he's like working out all his shit and then you find you realize why you know his exes are like <laughs> they, they, they always leave him and he's just like he's this broken man he he attempts to kill himself at the end of the episode and he and he fails so he's Kenny no <laughs> no no did you, you, did you miss the whole thing where I'm like no. Yeah. He, he's he, okay. Killy, Kenny's not killing himself because he's emotionally bankrupt and realizes he's an awful person. Kenny dies because he just killed Kenny in every episode. Yeah. No. Rick is this like insane character. He covers up all of his freaking inner inner angst and inner pain by freaking with this crazy super science. And like you, they show him at the end of the episode, he's attempting to kill himself. And the only reason he doesn't kill himself is because he was so drunk he passed out before the laser could go through his head. <laughs> And they always suggest that he like he did some shit. Like there's like something. That, yeah, like uh, in the past he has done some like <laughs> yeah. like he like in the view of the of the galactic government he's a fucking terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking bird person. We have committed a number of atrocities <laughs> across the universe in the name of freedom. <laughs> it was him, bird person, and Squanchy, right? Yeah, they were like they were like best buds. They were in a band together. <laughs> they were built against the government. 
<laughs> the show is like it is surprisingly yeah. intense. It, it is insanely hilarious, yeah. but it's also quietly it's intense. I mean, if you watch the documentary about Dan Harmon yeah. on oh. freaking on Netflix, yeah, then you understand why where all this fucking darkness comes from. <laughs> Dan Harmon has seen some shit. Man. He has envisioned some shit. My like, God, his brain! I, whole, I need to take a trip through his brain. <laughs> Fuck that whole section in the documentary when they bring him the was it the the what's it called the crap uh, moonshine mm-hmm. and he just gets wasted because he's just drinking it and mm-hmm. it's just like holy crap, dude. I thought he was gonna die, dude. Fuck, man! I thought I had some self-loathing issues. Yeah. Good God, I am, I, I am like a ray of sunshine compared <laughs> to that dude. Holy fuck, man! It is nuts. But yeah, just the Rick and Morty, just that that episode. And I'm I'm anxiously awaiting every single episode throughout yeah. the rest of the season, just because I I really want that pickle Rick episode. Apparently, that's gonna be next week. I want oh, okay. that pickle Rick oh, episode, nice. like. Dude, there is ASAP. The internet is obsessed with it already. Yeah. Oh, there's like pins. There's like action figures already. Did you hear about the the Rick truck? Yes, yeah, it, it was it, it was over here in downtown uh, last week. Oh, was it last week? Yeah. Oh, hey Scott, thanks for joining us here, man. Thanks for joining us on Facebook Live. But I, I saw pictures. It was cool. I mean, they had the truck there. And I guess they were, it's, it's, it's a big they, merchandise. Yeah, it's, it's a big merchandise truck. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been kind of hoping to track its progress, but obviously, I probably I worked all. Yeah. <laughs> I probably worked all through the whole time it was here. Man, that that kind of bums me out that yeah. I missed the Rick truck. <laughs> I want to buy some stupid Rick and Morty merchandise. Yeah, you go right. I have, I have a little bit of money right now. <laughs> I could piss away on that. Ugh. But yeah, it was a, uh, and then there's like a box too. Like uh, I forgot what company's doing it, but they have like a, like a loot crate type of thing. Uh huh. And there's a Rick and Morty one right now. Oh and really? I think there's like two different Funkos. There's a Mr. Meeseeks uh, box. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and a T-shirt. They won't say what it is though. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Meeseeks. Hey Chanel, how you doing? Thanks for joining us on Twitch. Hola, amiga. <laughs> So yeah, that that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, oh God, Rick and Morty, so good, so good. I I I, 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 I again, I, I'm always recommending stuff on here. If you're not into Rick and Morty, I recommend checking it out. I know one of my friends will not watch it because of the voices, oh. because I did not like uh, the 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 high register of, of Morty. <laughs> well, it gets really high, you know. He's up here, and he, and he whines and he bitches, and then and then Rick's like all the way down here. He doesn't give a fuck. So like I guess the voices are very grating for my yeah. friend. And then they cannot cannot consume it like everyone else. <laughs> Something that I saw today, mm-hmm. um, uh, as always, GameStop is a frequent topic on the show. Yeah, just like is. on Nintendo, just like Disney, just like any place I've ever worked is going to be a, <laughs> a frequent topic. And uh, one of my friends who's also a veteran of GameStop mm-hmm. posted an article today where we found out that GameStop uh, has decided to open their stores on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. And just like, oh, I, I, I'm always... I've always been very against this. Yeah. This whole retail places opening on Thanksgiving because that should be a day where you just relax. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know it's, it's probably the consumers who are enabling this. Yeah. And it's also profits, but it just like it's so freaking annoying to me because like, they they tried it once a few years ago mm-hmm. and it clearly didn't work. They decided to go or the, or I don't know if it was backlash or yeah. if it wasn't just profitable for them to open on Thanksgiving. But they they went they went back to not opening on Thanksgiving for the last few years. But apparently this year they decided nope. Do 2017 it. Thanksgiving. Uh, they're gonna open. They're gonna be open for a few hours. They're gonna try. I'm sure they're gonna try to entice people with some ridiculous deals like or some pre Black Friday deals. <laughs> yeah, pre Black Friday deals. Because you yeah. know, in, in this world, is all about the profitability now. Yeah. Oh yeah, gotta get them profits. Yeah. And it just it, it annoys me. Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of sort of doing that now. I think it's just it's just a thing now. And I mean, we've got we haven't gotten to that point. I don't think. Stores open on Christmas Day yet, but it's just gonna happen. I mean, it, it, are we gonna reach that point where stores will open on Christmas oh, I, Day? I think so. Where it's like, are you a terrible father? Yeah. Did you need to get that some that special thing for your kids and you just couldn't do it? Come on down Christmas morning, run in, get it back to your kids by eleven. Yeah. It, it is preposterous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just yeah. Like, like, like Irv Dampetaba on Facebook Live says right now, desperate for sales. Yep, it's yeah. tr- trying to squeeze blood from the stone. And and that's what GameStop is doing with with this. And because I, I worked a couple of Black Fridays for GameStop mm-hmm. in, in my lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, one one a very awful one when I worked at the Montebello Mall, <laughs> where I was in the store by myself. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, well, one, one, one of uh, one of my employees called out on on Black Friday. He should have been fired. <laughs> he was not fired. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> and I, and I, I was by myself in the store. <laughs> 
from like 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. to like a, 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 a regular game advisor came in. Hey, you, you're getting on the register with me right now because the line went out the store. And then the other Black Friday I worked was at a strip mall store when I worked in Rosemead. Mm-hmm. And it was like crickets. Really? I remember like me and the, the three people I scheduled with me. I'm like, all right, it's going to be busy. And then just us. Like nothing's happening. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go get us some breakfast. Uh, what do you guys want? <laughs> clearly, not, clearly nothing's happening today. So it's just this. Uh, people are not gonna be lining up at GameStop for Black Friday deals. People line up for televisions. People yeah. line up for freaking crazy other, you know, more, more needs than wants on Black Friday I mean, or or, cra- or insane needs. I feel. I don't, is Black Friday still like huge? Because I mean, I feel it like kind of still is Cyber Monday. Yeah, that's is a big thing now, now right? Well, uh, you can also. I mean, I could see where they would. If, you know, they just want to bring in the money, but and they're going to be selling games that are typically sixty bucks at like twenty five to thirty dollar yeah. range at that point. Then I could see people saying, "Okay, yeah, let's do it." But th- those deals will be happening at all retailers. That's the thing. Because usually, because I know, like, I, I I always avoid buying EA games that come out. In the you know the August to uh, November range because they're always just going to be on sale on Black Friday and they're always going to be available. Yeah, because most of them aren't that good. I remember I picked up a la- la- last uh, last Black Friday I picked up Battlefield One. <laughs> what was the last? I'm Battlefield was the last really good game that they had that EA has. Well, they always well FIFA is always very FIFA's big. good. Yeah, FIFA's got its its and then they, and they Madden. Yeah, so, sure. so, so I always laugh at the people who pick up Madden. I mean, oh, they have to have Madden early, but I'm like, yeah, you can have Madden for thirty five bucks if you just wait. A month or two, but <laughs> Madden has been a joke ever since 2K beat them, and then they had they got the exclusive rights. That just they that's true. They had no competition and nobody making them better, and 2K was making a far superior product. Yeah, I have not played a football game since that. Uh, yeah, and, same and here. Since NFL 2K5, I've not played a, a, an NFL football game. And their basketball series sucks so bad that it's, they it's just not decided good. to stop. But yeah, no, it's just like I I don't get. The whole desperation with trying to get in there on, on, well, on Thanksgiving Day. Well, Black Friday is like, I, I feel like the first Black Friday I went to was like about 10 years ago. And that was back when you had to get in line and they opened at four or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And like now, like the last couple of years, we, me, me and Joanna leave Thanksgiving dinner and I, I'm driving her home and we stop at Target and there's not really that many people there. But, you know. Well, because at that point now. It's become where Black Friday starts like at 8 p.m. Yeah. And if you, if, because I, my routine the last few years is just to show up at Best Buy. Well, actually, they, they've stopped staying open overnight now because oh. they know, like, it's kind of, because there'd be times, like, I remember like two, three years ago, I'd roll out to like Best Buy at about like 11, 11 o'clock or, or, or close to midnight. Mm hmm. And it'd be like not that busy, and they still have all the stuff. Yeah. I mean, because I was just looking for cheap Blu-rays. I'd be like, all right, cool. I, yeah. I I'll pick up whatever movies I didn't want to. Yeah, like the same thing. I avoid buying <laughs> movies between August and November because oh, these movies are going to be cheap on Black Friday. I yeah. can pick, I can pick up this twenty-five dollar movie for like ten bucks on Black Friday. I got all like Breaking Bad on one Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Ugh, ugh, just GameStop. You know, just you know, get, giving themselves another negative headline because they're GameStop. <laughs> So speaking of negative, negative headlines, Sam. Yes. I, I feel like this time we, we got to talk about our our, our our little dive bar, a place that a place where uh, well we we actually met through someone else, but you it was because of you. I, I was telling people this past Friday night it was because of you I started going to Sardos. Yeah. We uh we had a, there was this bar there was a bar over in, in Burbank, and that Sam and I and many other people we all frequented. All the damn time. Well, we used fruit a lot more in the past, but not so much uh, in the recent uh, recent history. Not so much. But um, there's this this nice little dive bar. Well, crappy little dive bar. I shouldn't say nice little dive bar. It's a crappy little dive bar. Uh, Pete, you got to see it for like, yeah, for, like yeah. the second time this past Monday. I literally after after we did the show this past Monday, we we went we went straight over there because this place was shutting it was shutting down because yeah. finally the the bills were too much. the The mismanagement was finally <laughs> caught up to it. And our favorite karaoke bar is no more as of this past Friday. Sardo's Bar and Grill. Or as I used to call it sometimes, some Sardo's Farm and Grill. Hey-o. <laughs> uh, it's gone. Yeah. Our, our, our Many friendships, many relationships, many uh, all sorts of a whole big circle of people who all were connected to this bar. This bar has now been snatched away from us. Yeah, and I don't want to give it like the title everybody else does. Oh, it's our Cheers. Uh, the thing is, it was different than Cheers because it, it was you. If you were a person that was cool and you were consistent and you didn't try to force your way into stuff, mm-hmm. given time, you become part of the family. Right. 
and it's it's not so much the bar, but the people. Yeah, no that that that's always going to be the biggest thing for me. I'm like I, I know people were lamenting the loss of the bar, but I I, I I I was not there to bury the bar. I was there to bury the environment. I was there to bury the um, the the friendships. I mean, well, not really bury the friendships, but yeah, I was like, yeah. we don't know. I'm like, honestly, like I was telling you, like when you were there with me on this past Monday, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to see like 90 percent of these people ever again. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. there there was groups of people there that I know I'm never going to see ever again. Some of them I'm like, okay, cool, peace out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and then other people, nice you know, knowing, yeah. But then other people are genuinely like, oh, you know, I I, I like hanging out with these people. And it, yeah. it's always a sociologist would call it. It's it's that third place. <laughs> yeah, it's a home. It, it really is. It's it was a place for a lot of us, and I'd been going there for about ten years, and mm-hmm. that place is as home as it gets for me. And it's, you know, people always will say terrible things about how it was managed and everything, but for me, honest to God, the owner never did anything wrong by me. I had never any issues. Everybody else had issues with him because of how they treated friends of theirs or treated uh, some of the employees and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, for me personally, he was always straight up and never I, I never had an issue with him. He ran a bar that, you know, and he was doing it by himself, showing up damn near every day. Mm-hmm. And just like every one of us, if we're having a shitty day, then we tend to let it soak out on other people. And so that was, I think, one of the issues is whenever the money was getting tight, he tended to take it out on everyone else around him. Well, I know I, I had a very I have a very love hate relationship with that bar. Yeah, <laughs> because there there are many times where uh, um, it was just tough. It was just like there are sometimes where like I see see you're talking about the relationship with the owner. Like he never actively said anything to me directly, but he'd always. If I if there was something that he didn't like about me, he wouldn't go directly at me. He'd go directly at my friend who worked there, mm-hmm. uh, friend friend of the show, Deloke. He'd always like he'd take it out on him directly. Yeah. Or like, or if if I was doing something, then it's like, oh, uh, I'm mm-hmm. getting out. Like, or like if I wasn't spending enough money, or if like I was just like singing too many songs, too many people were bringing me up. Yeah. Like he'd go complain to someone like he, or he'd give shit to Deloke, and he'd make his life. Yeah. extremely difficult which i always thought was pretty shit i'm like come at me throw me out of the bar then yeah hey, if i'm doing something throw me out then don't don't fucking take a shit on him just because i'm doing something that's pissing you off but really the big point of conversation and the thing that everybody should remember about it is psk <laughs> good old porn star karaoke <laughs> yeah good. honestly i feel like that's probably what kept the place alive for for a very long time because uh for for those you know this is a, a, a porn <laughs> The karaoke bar in the valley. Uh, one of our friends, uh, she she was a makeup artist in in the in the adult film industry, uh-huh. and um, her and some other people decide, hey, let's go. They go to this bar on a Tuesday night. It was generally pretty mm-hmm. dead, and like, oh, it was a great night. They could all hang out. They could not be treated like objects. They could be treated like people. They can have a great time, get drunk, and it kind of became a thing. I was like, like fourteen years ago, they just they decided to show up on a random Tuesday. And they kept showing up every Tuesday, and it became the porn star night. Like over over time, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And that, and that was like the big thing for the show, or, or not for the show for, the, for the bar. Or like, oh, yeah. it was like a big drawing point for them. Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Tuesday night all of a sudden became the busiest night of the bar, where it would just be packed. There'd be like you know, years ago, there'd be lines, there'd be a line outside to get into the bar as if it was some sort of exclusive club. <laughs> but you know, times change. You know, yeah. a lot of people. And it's like, you know, Sam was saying like, oh, he never got anything, but this owner like. Honestly, he would alienate a lot of people. Yeah, and it got to the point where like he like there's times where he'd say he he didn't like having regular customers or like or I guess the type of regular customers that the that the, that the bar had like it was people who'd just buy the minimum amount like they'd buy like two or three drinks and that's it they just buy what was necessary just to hang out and sing at the bar where he would have preferred people who spent way more money yeah than people who were gonna drop fifty sixty dollars and he'd like alienate all these people all the time where it's to the point where like that was a big thing like I'm like when you were there with me I'm gonna yeah. oh that person hasn't been here in seven years yeah <laughs> it was it was yeah. just like, he had he always felt like he had a very adversarial relationship with a lot of the regulars there mm. which is that caused a lot of negativity and a lot of people kind of like got over it this past week just to you know see the bar That's for it. one last time because yeah. again it was more about the relationships than it was about the bar but I don't know. It was it was just a weird adversarial relationship that he kind of had with the customers. You know, Sam said, "Oh, maybe he'd take out bad days on customers," but it sometimes it feel like he he was having a bad day every day. 
Well, no, honestly, it, it, it was <laughs> a lot of it was taken out on the employees, and then we would hear about it from the employees. From yeah. the employees, and that I think a lot of the animosity that was built up was done through a lot of those interactions that we saw that mm-hmm. he had with the people that work there. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you show up and you know you don't bitch at him, he doesn't bitch at you. You know, and with me, I just was very happy with how. Well, well, then again, you, the entire you'd thing. show up and fill yourself up with freaking <laughs> uh, set. Well, what's your drink? Seven to seven? No, no gin tonic. No. Gin tonic. Sorry, yeah, yeah. gin tonic. I knew it was a clear drink. Yeah. And that's the you, thing. You'd fill yourself up with fifty bucks worth of of, of gin and tonic. So he's happy with you. Me and my my ten dollar minimums. He he wasn't happy with oh, yeah. my type of customer. Well, I mean, I that's I didn't always go. In, by the end of it, I didn't have to have any drinks. I just go in and he'll just talk. You know. Oh, I know. That, and that's the thing. If just like anybody, if you just listen to them, they'll they'll treat you okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like, I I went this past Sunday when no one was there. I thought people were gonna show up, and then no, yeah, no one. Eventually, no one showed up. I showed up because I had a, I had a really bad day at my day job, and I went. I was like, I'm gonna go there and get myself shit faced, and it was just me and him. Like there was literally eight people at the bar. Yeah, um, that, that's what it was like last Wednesday. The uh, second to last Wednesday. Second last Wednesday. Nobody was. And there. so it was just me sitting at the bar, and it, and it was the owner just talking to me the whole night. And he he gave me a security shirt, which is what, what led to a hilarious photo of me and Deluk with me doing my my cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a cosplay. <laughs> I, did a co- I, I I dressed up as Deluk yeah. and did an, my impression of him. Yeah, <laughs> complete with the crestfallen face. It was perfect. <laughs> oh, it was, it was perfect. Drove him nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then yeah, yeah then yeah. This this past Friday was the final night. I, I it's funny. All week I've been saying all like, all week. I'm like I'm not coming back. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. It and, was crazy. And but then, we kept uh, coming back. And then D Loke and Connie were like, "You gotta come." Yeah. And I'm like, "It is last night. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna sing." I was like, "I knew I was, I was not gonna sing." Thursday night. That was like my, my my final song at at, at Sardis was Thursday night. That was uh, uh, Black Street's No Diggity was my final no song. No Diggity. I, I, I almost, I was almost gonna make it. Well, because I, I, I'm weird, and I have a list on my phone of every song I've sang at Sardos. Every single song I've ever sang is on a little list uh, on my phone because I'm, I'm weirdly obsessive compulsive in that way sometimes. <laughs> and I, I almost did the very first song I ever did, which was it would have been Kanye's Jesus Walks. But then people don't like Kanye now, so no. I, yeah. I didn't want to go out on a <laughs> on a down note. <laughs> Uh, I'll do a song that'll make everybody happy, or really a fun little song. I got slapped by Swan. He did. He 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 sang um uh, uh, Meatloaf's "I Will Do Anything for Love." Uh-huh. And so uh, there was this there were these two guys. These guys they, they would call them Fox Swan. They're like in, they're insane. They're like these karaoke specialists. They were they were they were literally characters of the bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um. They they'd always perform the song or they'd always perform Meatloaf's "I Would Do Anything for Love," yeah. but it it wasn't just them singing it; it was a performance. Like, yeah. They're just doing all kinds of crazy shit, yeah. and then so and stuff. Uh, yeah, there was all yeah. kinds of choreography. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, the 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 fox of the fox one, he's in Europe working on a uh, like for a, for a movie studio right now. So he is he was he was out of the country. He missed the final week of Sardos, unfortunately. So the the other guy Swan, he was there. So Sam, being Sam. Filled in. <laughs> nice. I filled in the role of Fox. So it was Sam Swan. Yes. <laughs> it was Sam Swan. <laughs> and as, as Sam was saying right now, like, it was even during the during the song, like, you know, like one, one of them's doing the female part, the other's doing the, the male part. Mm-hmm. And then uh there's always a very loud slap in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I I I took and, it. And and uh, <laughs> and and to quote a wrestling term, he he did not he didn't you didn't have to sell it. He actually put it he laid it into you. Yeah, he, he gave he it. gave you a, sti- a <laughs> stiff slap oh, where oh, it was yeah. it was a legit slap. It wasn't a fake slap where it's like, "Oh, halfway through I'm like, no, I'm yeah. going to cut off the force." Oh. No. He like he he laid it in on you. Yeah. He, he was like stone cold. He gave got, it. Got laying the hit. Got yeah. laying in, make it look real. <laughs> and because I, it is real. Yeah. And that was deep, real passion right there. <laughs> that was deep, real passion. That was the last time he was going to be performing uh, I Will Do Anything for Love. And he, he, he yeah. see, yeah, I'm saying we were, we were leaving it out on the field last night. See, <laughs> we're athletes. We're I karaoke think, athletes. We're leaving it out on the field. I think that's where the big thing is. The thing that I'm going to miss, aside from the friendships, are everybody's performances. Yeah. Everybody has special things that they sing and that they do really well. And it's genuinely entertaining to watch. Like you and anything Lamar. anything that by Fox Swan is freaking great. When Tanya sings, it's adorable as all hell mm. every time. Like you you and Lamar are singing either of uh the Bee Gees tragedy or uh or under, under pressure. pressure. Yeah. Like, you know. mm. like, like uh, me, a, me and Lamar are doing I'm on a boat. Yeah. yeah. Like those are performances that 
I'm happy I was able to record the few times that I've been able to catch them. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that I'm going to be missing the most. Mm. It's not, it's the friendships. It's not the bar as much. It's the, the fact that the bar was this meeting ground of so many entertaining people. Right. It was a lot of fun. It was was insane fun. And I, and that, and that's inherently what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss having, being able to walk in there when, when there with a bunch of people I know and just be a, just have a shitload of fun and just yeah. be stupid and have a great time. Yeah. Like run up there and scream freaking cult of personality at the top of my fucking lungs. You <laughs> and know? those are the moments that last. And those mm. are the things that that's the way the place should be remembered because that's the way I always see it. I don't go there because of Seymour. I go there right. specifically because I want to be around the people that entertain me. Oh, exactly. Watching, no, that, watching that, that was my motivation Moreland to ever come back. Gay bar, or Bernie sing gay bar, or we have, uh, or Moreland singing chocolate salty balls when he only has the one. He only has one ball. <laughs> so, like you know, it's, he has to give you half the ingredients. <laughs> you know, one tablespoon of cinnamon <laughs> instead of two. You're ridiculous. So, so were you expecting that slap? Yeah, no, like, I knew I, it was coming. Well, the slap was coming, but, but I wasn't expecting it to be st- that's what I'm saying, like, a, a oh, stiff slap. Uh, a yeah. stiff slap as opposed like, to a work slap. He connected, and it was a little bit on the button. I, <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, if you watch the video of it, there's a moment, like, where right when he hits it, and I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. Your reaction was like, oh, I, I was like, I think he hit him. Yeah. <laughs> I think he hit him, hit him. Oh, yeah. He definitely hit me. He, he, he gave you one. Yeah. And and I feel like it was one of those, like, this is the last slap I'll ever deliver in this place. So he, he just went for it. That That's what the vibe was the, the whole week. You know, this is the last time. This is the last this. This is the last yeah. this. This is the last porn star karaoke. This is the last freaking... Wednesday night. This is the last time yeah. me and Reggie are going to sing a song together. This is the last time, you know, all these things were happening. Now, it went full circle for me because the first time that I was brought in there as, like, being part of that group uh-huh. was when my cousin Nina brought me. It was on a, a Monday. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, the su- old Sunday night, the Sunday nighters used to be on Monday before mm-hmm. a rock band. Right. And those guys, that was where Fox Swan were. And Fox Swan singing that song is what made me die (laughs) laughing and want to come back again the next week. And for me to sing that song with with Swan, that was like the whole thing going full circle. And that, the, the reason the reason you kept coming back is yeah. was the final song that you sang. Yeah, at, and at the bar. it was like I was if that for me like was a good bookend on the yeah. whole thing for me. I did. Everybody else was like really emotional about it. I think you know there was a few people that were more so than others. Oh yeah, no, no naturally and, yes. And for me. I, it almost was like, okay, this is like a good time to close that chapter of my life. I have the kid now. I no, wasn't you. able to go as frequently as I wanted right, to. Right, right. So it makes it so that yeah. I can let it go yeah. a lot easier and look back on it all really fondly. I know, like the the, the people who like this this bar was their life. This those are the ones I I, I kind of feel the bad the most, or mm-hmm. you know, like I'm wondering what what are they, what are they gonna do now? I'm like, where? <laughs> where are they now? Oh, where are they gonna go now when they we need have to go? Nowhere. Like uh, where 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 are they gonna gather? Where are they gonna like have that place where? I know. I know. I know. The good night. Well, well, if if they want to if they want to replace one shitty little dive with another (laughs) shitty little dive. Yeah. Well, right that, there. What do you expect? I, I've, been there. I've been there. I've been there a couple times. It's a karaoke times. bar. What do you expect? <laughs> and uh, we're not we're not looking for like a class establishment <laughs> to to sing. I mean, almost everyone. I, we, even the brass monkey is slightly divish. I mean, it's oh yeah, no, no, no. Everywhere well, you're gonna go. To well, find no, the, it, the, it's the, going uh, to be I'd rather box. go to brass monkey because brass monkey actually has parking. The good night is, yeah. is terrible for parking. Yeah. That's why I've only been to the good night a couple of times myself. For me, it's going to be like every once in a while, if I get the time. You'll, you'll make a quarterly appearance. I you'll, will go down to the Brass Monkey for that, for sure. I, yeah, I like it down I there. feel like that. that I feel like that's going to be my, my my substitute for karaoke at the moment. And yeah. when Luke is working, particularly. Yeah, when, 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 when our friend Luke Luke Adams is working, that's, uh, that's when we Who is on uh, Stewie's phone. <laughs> no, because he, he does a guest work on, oh. on Family Guy. Oh. No, I, I, he's on Stewie's phone. Yeah, like uh, he has him on speed dial. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. Watch, no. watch he, the episode he, of the Family Guy Star Wars episode where he's calling back to you know like when Je- or uh, when uh, uh, Luke had his hand chopped off, 
And that moment where you have Vader like te- with telepathy connecting, Luke. And then he goes, Father. And then he was like, Luke? Father? And it was like, oh, I thought you were Luke Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why we rewatch that one and you'll see. They he is on Darth ba- Darth Stewie's That's speed dial. Yeah, our friend, he's the character goes at this at this other bar uh, brass monkey. Mm. And yeah, he uh, he has he has sang at uh, at Seth MacFarlane's uh, birthday. Oh, nice! Yeah, <laughs> he, he he is a freaking voice on the show. Well, because Seth would show up to karaoke at, at Sardo's and now at Brass Monkey. Now at Brass Monkey, yeah. 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 No, Sardo's used to be like a really really like you know, lots of famous people used to go to Sardo's back in the day. And I remember like a few years ago when you know, Kiefer Sutherland. I know our yeah. friend Scott Gablin lost his goddamn mind. That's, <laughs> oh yeah, that's his damn that's his damn hero. And, uh, you know, it became the place where Ron Jeremy would come by and play harmonica every week. <laughs> yeah, and then you kind of, like, move out of the, the out of his wake. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy, there goes Ron Jeremy. Oh, he's, boy. He's bought me dinner before, and he still doesn't know who the hell I am. Like, <laughs> I've seen him a thousand times. He, he, I, I, I feel like he's not on the same plane of existence as the rest of us. He doesn't need to. It's like all, all of the blood is soaked completely out of his head and straight into his wang. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not clamoring for him to be an plane. He cannot come back to our plane of existence. He shouldn't. He's, he shouldn't. He's, he cannot. He's on an elevated plane. It's like <laughs> the kind of plane that you can only reach when your dick pushes you higher <laughs> than your feet it. actually <laughs> stand. Or you can, he can truly tripod. On his just... feet, he's about five six. On his dick, he's six four. <laughs> You know, he's one of the few guys. You, we were talking. Everybody was uh, talking politically about like the Scaramucci t- saying that Steve Bannon. We don't. We, we yeah. don't go to politics. But mm-hmm. the fact that he was always yeah. trying to Just suck his, his own, own dog. dick. And uh, Ron Jeremy could, could. actually do it. He, he and could everybody suck his own on, dick. on the news channels were saying it's physically humanly impossible. <laughs> no, Ron, Ron Jeremy, Jeremy he he could suck his own dick. He can do it. <laughs> he could suck his own dick. <laughs> At least he could before. Before I, yeah. I don't know if current Ron could. No. Yeah. I don't but, know if current Ron could suck his own dick. But you know, because he seems mid, quite old. Yeah, early mid eighties Ron would get at it, dude. Like yeah, back back when back when he was skinny Ron. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure he was more than able to perform fellatio on himself. You know, it's great. If if anyone watches that last week tonight, there was a great clip of all the news organizations trying yeah. to work their that way around hilarious. his quote. It was uh, last the, week tonight. Yeah, last yeah. week tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, trying to avoid saying, saying suck his own cock, like expletive his own expletive. It was great. I'm sure if you go on YouTube today or tomorrow, and it's pretty great. I love how he would show you those clips and then he just he just said it. Like he just said, this is what they're trying to avoid to say. Yeah. He was trying to avoid saying suck his own cock. Yeah. yeah. It was out. And, you know, you know, uh, Apparently, Scaramouche does not do the Fandango. No. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I want to talk about something else that sucks a lot of cock. You know what else sucks a lot of cock? Walmart. And let me oh, tell you why yes. Walmart sucks a lot of cock. Silky Smooth Segway by Andre Cervantes. That's why I'm the host. That's why I'm in charge here. You know what the fuck Walmart did to, yeah. to us last fucking week? Right, so I remember like a week or two ago, I we proudly proclaimed me and Sam's year. We like, yes, we pre-ordered our SNES classics. We had we had we uh, thanks to friend of the show Andy, we we freaking got our pre-orders in. And you know what those motherfuckers did? Fuck you, Walmart. Fuck you, Walmart. <laughs> they fucking canceled our fucking pre-orders. Eat all of the dicks. everyone, everyone. They freaking canceled every fucking pre-order because oh someone hit the switch it wasn't supposed to go out fuck you (laughs) i get a big fucking corporation have us oh (laughs) sorry we fucked up i i either that they freaking yeah i I think they were trying to gauge interest i don't know what the fuck happened yeah yeah Yep, Irv. Yeah, you you saw that coming, Irv. You, you knew you knew that you know, Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Like, oh, we fucked up. Sorry, and they just fucking boom went down the line, and canceled yeah. everyone's pre-orders. I, I thought we had been secure. I, I thought I had Star Fox Two in my grasp. <laughs> that that that's literally the main reason I want to get that yeah. thing, Star Fox Two, and also being able to hook it up to HDMI. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm doing the Saturday show with where it's Dre versus Super Nintendo, and that thing would make my life so much easier if I have an HDMI input. A little bit. A little, little bit easier. I don't have to keep running my old my my old ass television that still has the uh, the, the, the composite cables. But goddamn Walmart. Uh, 
just breaking everybody's <laughs> hearts. I, I should have known better. I mean, I was really, you know, I don't like buying things from Walmart. Yeah. In my seven years working at Nintendo and my two and a half working for the tablet company, I had to walk into Walmart all the damn time. And it's not a, like, a weird people at the Walmart. <laughs> it, it's not just weird people. Walmart is awful. Oh, yeah. It is just like, that is like, that's the lowest common denominator place. That's like, if you, if, if you want to get the worst things for the best prices, <laughs> you go to Walmart. <laughs> If you want to see people paid way below <laughs> sustenance levels, yeah, where like these people, like people who work at Walmart, have to be on fucking food stamps. Yeah, that's how little they work, or like they they get like, oh, you work eight hours. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and Irv bringing up on uh, show contributor Irv Danbutapa, peopleofwalmart.com. Yeah. If you've ever gone to that website, yeah, it, it, yeah the, it just attracts the the worst of. The, I, I hate to say it, it, that place just attracts the worst of the worst. <laughs> it just um. It's a magnet for sadness. <laughs> like, people say the city of Cleveland is a factory of sadness. No. Walmart <laughs> is just a fucking, it's a gravity well yeah. of, of of crushing hopes and destroying dreams. <laughs> like, like I, I have not walked into a Walmart since I uh, since oh, I, really? I got let go by the tablet company. Just the, Every Walmart has this particular smell. I cannot describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it, yeah. it has this particular smell like you know you walk into target target smells like popcorn <laughs> huh, i never noticed that <laughs> you never notice target I mean, smells like popcorn because they sell the popcorn in the front yeah. unless it's like probably some like new wall like, i don't know what I, actually i think i still think every target still smells sells popcorn yeah. so that, that's always a di- distinctive smell for me popcorn. i associate target with popcorn because that's the first thing you fucking catch a big whiff of when you walk when in because you, yeah. you got their little food place off to the side, off to the side, selling you their Target popcorn. They've been doing it for as far as long as I've been alive, yeah. at least for thirty-seven years. Target's been selling popcorn, but yes, but as Jai Paulador says, yes, it's despair. <laughs> Walmart smells like despair. If you want to know what despair sm- smells like, you walk into Walmart. You, you just take a big lungful. And it's just like, and it, and I shit you not, from fucking all the way up in fucking Bakersfield, all the way down to motherfucking Irvine. I've been to a lot of Walmarts yeah. in my life, more than any normal human should have ever walked into. I've seen them all in the Southern California area, and they fucking smell like despair. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Yeah, Whew, it just <laughs> hurts my soul. So, so they cancel your pre-order. They yeah 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 because they're Walmart. Yeah, they're Walmart. I, I I don't understand why they would do that though. I mean, like, yeah, the why why turn it on? Yeah, why activate the pre order? I, I I think the only logical reason they all do is trying to gauge interest and see if people are like, oh, would people want this thing? Fuck you, Walmart. Of course, people <laughs> want this fucking thing. You fucking morons. No, but I'm saying that like after the fact, like why cancel the pre orders? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I think the the only I mean, if they got more orders than they expected, yeah. than they expect to get uh, uh, items they expect to get from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Everyone always bitches about Nintendo and their inability to meet demand. Yeah. And this, this goes back to an old episode. Nintendo can't meet demand because they're actually logistically fucking tiny. Yeah. <laughs> they they have an in-demand product and that they cannot fucking produce because they literally physically cannot produce yeah. it fast enough or they cannot produce enough of them. So Nintendo is always going to have this problem until Nintendo uh, decides to like freaking like reinvest in, in more freaking... In a bigger factory or a bigger distribution facility, which they are not going to, because mm-hmm. they don't want to spend that much. It, it, uh, this is always going to be a, a inherently a problem with Nintendo, where they cannot keep up with, with the, the feverish demand. demand that they that they intentionally or unintentionally create. It's like in Japan, it's like it's been how many months, and um, there's still people lined up like crazy in Japan to get Nintendo Switches. Oh, really? There's still giant lines, like as if it was the day they came out. Damn, it's still nuts. They they can't freaking. They they they, they unfortunately they they've created this brand over the course of the last thirty years where they cannot match the demand, mm-hmm. and because they're stubborn and Japanese, they will not <laughs> do anything to increase. So it, stubborn and Japanese. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, it's they're they're or stubbornly Japanese. You know, yeah. however however you want to yeah. however you want to slice it, because they're, they're they're very traditional in their business. Where like they are not going to go out of their way. Like I've said it before, and it's going to be a fucking broken record. They're not going to change the way they do business mm-hmm. just because they have a sudden influx of something. Because oh, if they if they had gone overboard during the Wii and then they had this giant factory during the Wii U times, they would have been financially fucked. Yeah. 
So like in some cases, yeah, this is what allows them to stay financially viable in the long term. They they are not they are not the hare. They are the tortoise. Yeah. They will always do the same thing because they want to get to the end point. They want their 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 goal is not massive profits. Their mm-hmm. goal is survival. Yeah. Because they have seen shit. <laughs> they watched the video game crash of the 80s. They're like, oh, wow, we don't ever want to be involved in something like that. Yeah. So they're like, they, they, and for Nintendo, it, it literally goes like waves. You know, it's like, oh, NES, Super NES, fucking great. N64, not great. GameCube, not good. Wii, right back up. They're on top of the fucking world again. You know, Wii U, not great. Wii <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Irv Dampatapa says Nintendo, considers, they consider themselves a small business. They are not a major corporation. And, and and if you look at it logistically, they are not a giant corporation. Yeah, they are a small corporation that is has the brand of a giant corporation. Yeah, and it's the best and worst thing. Yeah, they make a lot of money. They also adhere to very strict rules that they don't want to. That they, they, they've set that they set themselves. They they, they don't. Do you want... think they hold themselves back at times? Yes. Oh God, yes. Oh, most definitely. But uh, but again, it, it's just that's just that's. The, that's just their mentality. They're very risk of, I mean, they'll take risks, like they'll take a risk on creating weird software, yeah. but they won't, they or won't, hardware. or hardware. they'll, they'll create weird things, but they're not going to take crazy logistical yeah. risks. You know what, seriously, that's not, everybody looks at Nintendo as like, oh, they have It's, it's very negative. People yeah. always look at Nintendo very negative, or, negative when it comes to like that. Or like saying, oh. They think Nintendo's holding back. You know, like the uh, the Wii was initially criticized because it wasn't a gamer uh, console. It was mm-hmm. more of a family console. Uh, people don't really pay attention to the fact that every console they have put out has had some kind of peripheral gimmick. Rob, Rob the Robot was mm-hmm. their opening mm-hmm. salvo here yeah. in the United States. I had one of them, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. <laughs> well, honestly, the Super Nintendo didn't have any weird gimmicks. Yeah, no, the Super Nintendo didn't have. Well, it it had the Super Scope Six. But no, but it did, that, it did, that wasn't an, but that an was not the gate, dude. Yeah. That, that that was different. People, yeah, because they didn't come out with a zapper right away, and that was yeah. like people wanted a zapper, and then they made the Super Scope, and it wasn't that great. Yeah, but the N sixty four wasn't a gimmick. They, they didn't need a gimmick because there was so much demand for the upres. The yeah. upresing. Uh, like going from 8 bit to 16 bit, that was the gimmick. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a selling point. And then in Nintendo 64, yeah. there, there was no real game. Oh, they were the first ones to come up with an analog stick. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was the first the, now, the analog The controller st- was the gimmick. And now analog sticks are standard. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It's because I, I see like Nintendo taking a beating again online because Nintendo will always take a beating all the time from but people who are unhappy. P- they're taking a beating, but they're still putting out quality stuff for the, I, for the Switch. And, and that's, yeah, it, it's I'm, insane. I'm dying for this Mario game coming out. I know. Another article I read, like, because uh, a lot of people were, were, were shitting on, on Capcom for that the Street Fighter game that I bought. Yeah. And that game sold half a million copies. And that's a huge fucking deal because they were—I mean—they were, not, I mean, they were mm. not expecting it to do that well. Yeah. So now, like, Capcom's like, "Oh, now we're gonna make a shitload of games for the Switch. Now we sold half, we sold half a million copies. Holy fuck! Like, they were not expecting. I think they were expecting 100k tops. Yeah. And they sold a five times as many. Well, because the Switch <laughs> sold how many units? They're, they're they're only like five or so, oh no, I don't, know, I don't know how many million. Like they're they're not that deep in, but they're selling out like crazy. They're yeah. they're, they're they're selling out. Obviously, like I said, they're selling them faster than they can produce them. And there's not that much that many great software titles to go with. I it. mean, as far as like stuff that you can buy in stores, like actually today I, I fired up my Switch today for the first time in a, in a little while, and good God, um. For like an old school gamer like me who really like the old Neo Geo, there is a shitload of Neo Geo games that you can download on there. Nice. And they're like they're eight bucks a pop. Nice. And it's like holy fuck. I'm like I want to download Samurai Showdown Four. I want to download Mark <laughs> of the Wolves. I want to download. I almost downloaded Super Sidekicks. Fucking sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost kind of maybe I should wait for Super Sidekicks Two. <laughs> I don't remember Super Sidekicks One being that awesome. I remember playing the shit Super Sidekicks Two back when it was in the arcade. Like all these awesome like. Yeah. If you want to play Metal Slug, you can download Metal Slug on that thing. Yeah. Eight, eight bucks. I mean, some people, some some snooty fucking hard. Like eight bucks is too much. It should be free. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you and fuck the horse you rode in on. <laughs> there's a lot to this. Uh, like, there's a lot of downloadable stuff, but as far as like actual titles for the system, that takes it's, it's coming out. No, because uh, no, Ar- Arms just came out. Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Splatoon was one of their big thousands. I see on uh, when I when I checked out my friends list, everyone I saw is fucking playing Splatoon too. But it, a lot of those are coming out like over the last. No, month. Splatoon just came out yeah, in the last month. Yeah, yeah, recently over the last. So month. stuff stuff is coming out. Yeah, now. it's building up. But people bought the system early and in March. Often. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, not yet. All those people, like and, I said, all those people are playing Splatoon right now. They're 
playing not, ARMS or I'm playing not surprised Mario Kart. That, the point is I'm not surprised that Street Fighter sold that many units because there wasn't that much stuff yeah. available for it. Oh, to no, let, 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 me, let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you why it was surprising it sold that many units. Because a, uh, a lot of the fighting game people were very against the game because they charged $40. Or, uh, again, it was, it was a value perception. Yeah. Or, uh, it, was, it was a value perception where people thought, oh, $40 is too much for this game. Where like oh I could buy it I could buy it on my PS2 for ten bucks or my I can buy it on my PS4 or PS3 for ten bucks Why are you charging forty for it now This is bull again It's a vocal Let's see This was the, the vocal minority was being very anti it But then yeah. the silent majority fucking bought the game Yeah uh, The silent majority that doesn't go to message boards are like oh cool Freaking yeah. New Street Fighter, oh, Street Fighter came out, and yeah. like, and as you saw, when I brought it with me to Sardo's, whatever, a month ago, we're all of us it. were playing it. Everyone yeah. was playing it, and then none of those people there knew or cared about how much it cost. We were fucking having fun. Yeah, and that's why, to me, it it was worth every dollar. It was worth fucking the whatever forty bucks I paid for it because I I derived so much enjoyment from. Having everyone play. The people who were hating on it were the ones that were lonely enough to sit and on and type me, uh, hate mail or hate messages on message boards. No, 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 they're the people who don't have friends to play uh, Street Fighter with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have friends and you can actually go to a place and like say, here, pop it in the middle, everybody, let's take, let's have a quick tournament. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's like it's like like, like back in the day when I when we used to borrow. I remember we, we cause I just saw he just joined on Facebook Live. We used to borrow our friend David's Nintendo 64, and now I, I kind of see this Nintendo Switch being that 64. Like we borrowed our friend's David, our friend David's N64, and we'd play Mario Kart. Yeah. We'd play freaking Star Fox. We're, uh, they, uh, my friends were playing Ocarina of Time. We, we had this get the system that we borrowed it and played it at our comic shop where we hung out. And now with this Nintendo Switch, it's essentially what we I can take that anywhere, and all of us can play. Like if I bought Mario Kart and I bought a couple more controllers. Four of us at a bar could just sit there and play Mario Kart right there yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Like, you know, we're playing Street Fighter, whatever other multiplayer games, all those SNK games, we can play multiplayer. Yeah. I can carry that thing around. And that and that's I think is the big appeal of, of that thing. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it allows you to you can play with your friends. It, it's not just where you're stuck somewhere. You can play with your friends anywhere. And that's the that's the, that's the big awesome thing about <laughs> that bloody console and that's why games yes i i, I want to have a game night i want to have a rock band night i want to have a game night i really want to have I, I think what i what i really want to do is i want to have like a fighting game tournament when at my house star fox i just want to say it again fuck you walmart <laughs> fuck you walmart i wanted to play that star fox too now i gotta fucking be worried about this shit again. well well Irv, I'll, Irv, next time i come down here I'll, I'll bring my switch with me hey we can all play <laughs> I, I, I'll eventually pick up a few more Joy-Cons or something. I knew a whole bunch of... I, I bought Pac-Man... I, I downloaded Pac-Man Versus today. Oh, nice. Which is a very fun game, which now is available on there. So, Sam... Um, I was just about to do the close. Hopefully, Sam will come back in a minute here. <laughs> but I can do all... Oh, now I have a long list of things I have to say at the end oh, of the show. there you go. That's true. Good. So... Promos, promos. Promos. Let, 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 let. We got to do, do the plugs. So, uh, Wednesday nights, myself and Pete Molini, we, all, we, we now do the Multiverse Comic Show. If you like comic books, if you want to hear us talk about comic books specifically, Wednesday nights, usually 8-ish. Yeah. It kind of depends on when we can get all the customers out of your store yeah. or whatever time <laughs> I get there from my current job. Um, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. <laughs> Uh, and Wednesday nights, eight, eight, eight o'clock. Me and Pete—it's it, it, it's Pete's show. It's it's not my show. It's Pete's show. It's Pete's show on my network. Wednesday nights we talk comic books. And currently Saturday nights, I've been doing Dre versus the Super Nintendo. Super Metroid has been beating me. It's beating the, it's beating my dick off. It's it's been embarrassing. It's the most embarrassing half hour of my life every week. But if I'm gonna. Was beating your dick off. You'd be getting a lot more pleasure out of it. Ah. Uh, it's been kicking. No, you know what? It's lot, kicking my dick in. It would there. Be a lot more rewarding. It's kicking my dick in. That's that's what it's doing. So why does it keep kicking him in the dick? So Saturday nights, usually also around the in, in the eight o'clock hour, I stream for about half an hour on um on the on Facebook Live. I, I need to figure out a way to kind of stream that on on uh, on Twitch as well. I gotta solve that problem. That's a future problem for future Dre. So. We have three shows a week now. Well, I'm, I'm, we're, we're trying to put out more content so so you can watch me and and my buddies here be fucking ridiculous all the fucking time. So, four, you can always follow Pete at nostalgic underscore books dot com. You can follow. Is it books or comics? God damn it, Dre! Because the damn name of your store is nostalgic books and comics. So I, I always know. nostalgic underscore comics. Yeah. 
To follow Pete on Twitter. To follow Sam, it's at SamZ570. At least you get that right. I kept doing your other one earlier. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Dre GP Podcast. I also have a personal Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Ir- Irv on Facebook Live. Even I know his Twitter by now. I know. I'm the wor- I'm the best and worst host at the same time. You can, If you're listening to this on, on iTunes, you can follow the show. Facebook.com forward slash Dre GP Podcast. And, uh... If you're if you're watching this on Facebook and you want to see all three of us, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP podcast. If you want to see all three of us at once and not just my mug, you can you can watch us on Twitch as well. We simulcast. We're simulcasting right now on Twitch. Uh, there's nobody watching right now, but hey, it's all right. It's still up there. You can go back and watch uh, the, the show's archive there. Um, YouTube page still under construction. I got to work on that when I have more time. <laughs> so four. Pete Malini, for Executive Producer Sam Zia, I am your host. Walmart. Walmart. I am your host, Dre Cervantes. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be here all week. Bye, Mom. Bye. (laughs) I'm Mr. Popo. Bye.